you can be yourself and create something and find that there's a community of people that feel the same way around that. We did it differently, you know. Some people throw a huge party and these big events. We just did it and didn't really tell anyone. It was hard, but at the same time, it's like for the customer, it's more important. You know, we yeah. want to get it right. It's not about a quick style. It's about getting it right for them. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and director at e-commerce talent agency eSuite. Today, I chat with Jason Daniel, who is the founder and CEO of LSKD. They produce high-quality functional sportswear with a street aesthetic. Way too cool for this nerd. But I was lucky enough to speak to Jason on the day that they placed the first shovel in the ground of their brand new 3,500 square metre headquarters. And it's not your typical headquarters. It will house up to 50 of their team and include a warehouse, a retail store, a gym, a product testing lab, and even an events area. But the best thing is that smack bang on the highway at Logan where Jason grew up and first came up with the idea. How cool is that? This chat with Jason covers how they've rebranded three times and the things that Jason looks out for every time, how a mentor relationship changed the course of his business and his initial impressions with their drone delivery experiments. So thanks to our partners, Shopify Plus and Signet, here's our conversation with Jason Daniel from LSKD. Jason Daniel, welcome to Add to Cart. Thanks, Nate. How are you? Good, mate. Good. I um, understand that you've come off the back of a very exciting morning, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I mean, um, we just pretty much got to throw some shovels in the ground at our new global headquarters that we're building at the moment. So they've just started digging ground after all the rain and we were meant to be in there April right now or this month, but it looks like we'll be in there September just before kind of the Christmas period. So, yeah, really exciting. I mean, the, the, the location's going to be amazing right on the highway in Logan and have a retail shop that's got, you know, for click and collect. It's a uh, really open plan office. Uh, the upstairs area's got a, you know, about 120 square foot gym for our team to train and ambassadors and athletes and test product which is great to constantly test our functional sportswear so yeah it's exciting man it's really cool that's awesome and you got to design this from the ground on up in terms of like the physical experience that you want to give for your customers and your team yeah we had a we're working with an amazing developer who's uh letting us do a design and construct and we're working close with him so yeah it's been amazing i mean it's about a three thousand square foot facility and the location itself i think is around twelve thousand square foot with uh, hard stand and car parking for containers and, and for, you know, for the community to park and our team to park. So, yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, uh, big upstairs area for events and we can enclose it if we do outgrow the, bo- the the bottom floor. We can, you know, obviously move upstairs and then has our warehouse as well to the side of it um, we can ship from too. So, yeah, That's it's, cool. it's, it's been amazing actually to deal with the team. They put on a food truck and everything today for us. So, it was great. We, yeah, everyone got uh, spuds today. So, it was good. <laughs> Has that, was there any time in the design of the new facility that you had one of those oh, fuck it, I'm going to put something crazy in here. Is there something like that's a little bit out there? Yeah, I mean, um, kind of, I I went about it a a little bit differently and instead of just kind of going, I'm going to design this thing and I'm going to create it epic for the office, we told the entire team, 
straight away that, you know, we couldn't find a location and we were really thankful to get a location that we could build on. So we actually did a, you know, just an old school whiteboard session and asked everyone what they wanted in their departments and just pretty much said, like, what does everyone need to be the best in their career and how can we improve this location? I mean, kind of going, I don't know everything. Uh, I've got some cool ideas, but also there's, you know, our team are very creative. So what, what do they need, you know, across customer support, warehouse, design, production, marketing? So yeah, that's kind of, it kind of created a lot of conversations. There's some really cool stuff going in there and, yeah, but they helped a lot. They were a big part of the whole shift of it, which is which is good. Awesome. And it's in Logan, Brisbane, which I understand holds a pretty special place in your heart and your upbringing. Yeah, I mean, that's where it all started. So, you know, we were on the Gold Coast Shire pretty much for 10 years uh, when we first kind of, you know, moved to an office just, over, just, done, just, done, just on 10 years. And before that was in my mum's bedroom. So we had some containers at her house. So, yeah, we uh, knowing, you know, we're working with Logan City Council and, you know, they want us to come back and, you know, I, I grew up there and from around the area. So it was, it is, it's cool. And it's right on the highway, you know, as you're heading, you know, north or south to the Gold Coast or north to Brisbane. So you'll see it from the highway. So yeah, it is, it's, it's really cool. And, and what is also cool, it's great for the team. And, and, um, you know, we have team on the Gold Coast, Brisbane, Redlands, Ipswich Way. It's actually really central for everyone, which is also part reason why we wanted to do it. So yeah, so it, it was awesome. So good. You should be the pictures you showed me earlier. You should be so proud of what you've created there, um, and stayed in yeah, the one thanks. community, which I love. Yeah, thanks. It's really cool. So, tell us for anyone who doesn't know LSKD, can you tell us what LSKD does? LSKD is a functional sportswear with a streetwear aesthetic. So we make, uh, you know, essentially sportswear and streetwear clothing with you know, women's tights, men's shorts, a lot of customized fabrics. We develop fabrics from the ground up for our community. And through that, our mission is to inspire people to chase the vibe through sport, fitness and adventure. What does chase the vibe mean? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it can mean anything. And I think that's what the kind of exciting part is about it. You know, I grew up wanting to be a professional motocross athlete and trained in the gym every day, was massive in the fitness. I mean, did nippers as a kid growing up, played soccer and, you know, has always been into sports. I, you know, still mountain bike today. I did a, you know, did a, my second triathlon ever on the weekend. And so I think Chase the Vibe for me, uh, you know, obviously between sport, fitness and adventure has a really a broad term, but we try and shrink it down. And, and, and for us, it's about inspiring people to get out and chase the vibe through sport, fitness and adventure. And it means a lot to us because it's something that I personally have grown up doing a lot. And when I say when I'm most happiest is when I'm out doing, you know, different sports or hanging with my family and, you know, or we're out, you know, doing something that involves getting out and doing something which actually gets you outside or, you know, gets you involved in something, whether it's, you know, training at the gym with a crew of people or getting out and hiking with a crew or riding with a crew. It just gets you outdoors. And we make that, you know, functional sportswear with the street aesthetic for that community. So, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, that you know, when I get up in the morning and, you know, say so what you know, what what is our why and what do we stand with? Like, are we actually there to inspire people to chase the vibe? I gotta remember I, I live and breathe that myself and get out and do it and stay fit and healthy and what I love to do in my own way with it, you know, especially in, in, in fitness and yeah, I mean I'm even training for a mar- my first ever marathon this year. I try and I'm doing a little bit on. It's uh, a lot of early mornings at the moment to make time for it, but it's fun, you know, and I think it keeps me motivated to get up every day and have goals to work towards as well. New Bar are manufacturers of solid shampoo and conditioner bars that are designed to provide a plastic-free hair and body care solution 
what will they think of next? They partnered with our partners and packaging supplier Signet to create a sustainable supply chain with eco-friendly packaging solutions while keeping product transit damages at 0%. 0%. Signet has over 5,500 packaging solutions that help leading e-commerce businesses step up their packaging game. Visit signet.net.au to find out more. I listened to a couple of the podcasts that you've done before and um, I think the last one you were talking about how you had new new baby arrived. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, she's nearly four months old already, Freya, so it's gone quick. Wow. But you're still setting yourself these big goals like, and I know how hard it is juggling everything. How do you make yeah. sure that you make time to kind of chase the vibe while still being a family man running this oh, massive business? Yeah, look, it's a lot harder. I mean, my wife's a legend, Ali. Uh, she's, you know, and, and she's just got back into training. So, I mean, this morning I was, uh, she went to the gym and I was, uh, on duty earlier this morning and, uh, I didn't train. So, it, you know, you just got to make time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, literally I'm running at four to four a.m. in the morning in the city at the moment, you know, doing hour and a half runs in the city, uh, to get ready. So I'm actually home by six thirty and helping with the kids. So, I mean, and, and before I get to the office. So, you know, I think you know, starting your day that early is sometimes tougher. You're up at 3 a.m., but it also doesn't – you get used to it. But, yeah, look, it's it's changed a little bit because the free time changes because, you know, kids are – my kids are everything and hanging with my family as well. But just making time in between that, I mean, I, I'm very uh, – I'm very – to say it's schedule driven and having a plan of attack. So I, I've always, I know what I've got on that morning and what I've got to do and kind of just and scheduling it out, you know, by, by almost the minute sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is harder. Don't get me wrong, especially yep. with a, a really, you know, a growing brand that's, you know, taking a lot of my time. But at the same time, I know that's what, you know, how it's became that as well. So yeah, and you know we have a run club yesterday afternoon. The team we, we you know we did a five k run club, and some of the team went. Uh, a bunch of the team went. You know we haven't for the last few weeks because it's been raining and all the storms. But yeah, getting together and running and seeing everyone. You know, it's just five k walk or run, which is kind of exciting. We're going to do that at the new office when it opens and do morning and afternoon ones, and anyone can go and just gets you out there. You know, training with the team as well, and 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 kind of breaking. Uh, breaking ground to start, you know, authentic conversations with each other. You might not in the office on a day-to-day basis. So that you're kind of fitting in exercise within hanging out with the crew as well at, at the office with the team. So, yeah, you just kind of make it work at the moment. I mean, whatever happens, I mean, I might be cycling tonight, you know, uh, on, <laughs> on, uh, on a cycle, on a stationary cycle, maybe at 8 o'clock tonight just to get a, get a quick session in when the kids go to bed. Who knows? Yeah, that's awesome. I was – um. This week, speaking to another founder who's uh, leading in outdoor adventure gear, and one of her main concerns with her team was that she actually had trouble because they're in such a high growth phase. Her problem was that the team are working so hard and are so committed that they've actually gotten out of the habit of living their outdoor lifestyle. And her challenge was actually trying to get the team to go and live it because then they become better in the brand. Yeah, and, and, and that happens. Hey, I mean, we've had that here and we actually, you know, we, we lost a team member for that. You know, we were so busy and she's actually like, I actually want to, she lived probably an hour away from the office, which caused a lot, you know, two hours of driving, but she loved what we were doing in the brand, but she was working long hours and didn't want to anymore. And we understood that. Yeah. So that is tough. You know, I mean, we work a lot of hours, you know, and a lot of the team is and they're absolute weapons, you know, they put it in when they need to. And, you know, I mean, it's dark, getting dark at 5.36. So we're like run club at five. So it's like, well, you know, 
we normally finish around five. Well, let's just leave at four thirty, and you know, four forty quarter to five, and go run whatever. Start earlier. You'll make the time up. You know, we're not need to micromanage. So it is harder. It is. It is harder and finding that balance between it. You know, I, I thrive off people that are, you know, off crew that are out there getting added and doing different sports. So I think if everyone's setting different mini goals together and doing their own little thing, you thrive off it and want to, and you'll, you'll just make time. I mean, yeah. if you're starting at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, you've got four hours before that to do something too. So there is possibility to get out and do something that you love. Uh, you know, you could go on a hike from five till six if you really wanted and then get still get time to go for breakfast or a coffee and go to the office. You know, it is pot- harder with kids, but it is possible to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I love how you've also said it's up to you, but it's also we'll schedule in a run club here, which you have full permission and we actually encourage you to do it. And yeah, we'll yeah. Actually, we sent it out today in our uh, Slack chat. It was like yeah, that. Cool. We're off at five, and then we'll figure out where we're going next because it'll <laughs> be dark at five soon, which uh, is even worse with winter. But we, you know, it's uh, it's only for a short period of time with winter. Awesome. So take us back to those early days before you're building your own buildings and dominating Logan. <laughs> you started <laughs> well, out. I wouldn't say that, but you know, I'm going to go. I'll say it for you. <laughs> yeah, um, so you started out uh, as loose kid. Tell us about loose kid. Yeah, look, I mean, the journey is a long conversation and and uh, it definitely um, inspires me when I even talk about it. But, uh, you know, the, the, the journey started pretty much around 2002. It started out as a word and I was still at school and it was, you know, that's loose, hey, kid. And it literally was just a word. It was honestly a lot, just a bunch of fun. You have Everyone has their little high school word or nickname they, they, they have when they're at school, you know. And um, this started from riding BMX with a bunch of pro BMXs and, uh, that ended up going over to America and winning X Games, one of the guys. And I was actually uh, coming up short on one of the jumps. And, and I think at the time I was 12 or 13. And, and he was like, you're, you're riding loose today, kid. I was the youngest out of the bunch riding with a bunch of older guys. And, and that's pretty much how the word started. And from there, it was just a word. And uh, if anyone remembers the MSN days, it kind of was a chat with a friend of mine on the Gold Coast that I raced with. And uh, he was like, you should turn this into a brand. And I was like, oh, okay, and actually told my mum about it and, and she helped me grab the paperwork, you know, still at school and we kind of had a signed off a trademark of Loose Kid IND and didn't really know what we we're doing, but, you know, we uh, we made some hats. You would go to the local uh, Surface Paradise store that sold like three hat, three truckers for $5 and I'd go and buy a bunch of trucker caps and uh, and then go and find a way to get some uh, heat transfers on and, you know, either sell them to friends or just wear them and my high school teacher would take a bunch off me uh, I was telling someone the other day, I actually paid a friend. Uh, I paid a friend in a cap to help me finish my mass assignment. So maybe I was already thinking back then of getting people <laughs> do things for me, but I wasn't good at everything. But, but uh, you know, and then from there, it was honestly a bunch of fun. I wanted to be a professional motocross athlete. So I didn't, I didn't, it didn't really cross my mind to build this. I didn't understand what building a big brand or a business was back then. I didn't, you know, there wasn't really a thing called entrepreneurs then. It was, you know, there wasn't even social media then really. It was MSN chat. There was no Facebook. It was, it was 2002, 2003, 2004, all the way to 2007. And then in 2007, I was actually a, a, I finished school in 03 and I, I uh, did a year out of school working in a brick lane yard, kind of managing trucks and decided I uh, actually wanted to be a, uh, a carpenter. So I ended up getting a day off a week to ride and just said, you know what, I'm actually, I don't think becoming a professional motocross athlete is going to be for me. So I, um, I ended up doing a day a week for free as a carpenter just to get my apprenticeship for three months. Uh, so I worked for this guy. So he'd take me on and 
And I was working as a carpenter and, and um, in 2007, I decided to put some effort into the brand and said, I can do something with this. You know, I believe I can. I really want some clothes to wear when I'm not racing or, you know, when we're actually training or, you know, you know, I think then, you know, went to a few music festivals or going out or, you know, we were hanging out with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of our friends. So I just started from the ground up and had to find a way. And then we turned it to LKI and abbreviated it. And then uh, from 07 to 2010, we it turned into I finished my apprenticeship and went back to another apprenticeship with LKI in 2010 and went full time. And we moved into a little office and, you know, just grinded away. And, and it was predominantly a wholesale business. We really didn't focus on e-commerce in probably until 2018. So we had the store, but really never any focus. And um from 2007 to 18, it was a wild ride. I mean, with LKI, we um, you know we got into some major retailers. We we started making everything for everyone. Uh, you know, I think I was telling you before, Nate, we were making life jackets and gloves, and you know, we're just trying to do a bit of everything. And, and if anything, it was just learning. You know, I was going through this real in my 20s was almost this real apprenticeship of learning of what to do. And I would get, I you know, I traveled to China. Or, ton of times in 2011 onwards to and built amazing relationships with factories and you know one of them recently painted a picture of my family and i for a christmas present you know then sent over like you know really good relationships they're like friends with us you know some of our, our manufacturers and you know we are doing manufacturing in australia we're working on as well which is really exciting but we had amazing partners as well all over the world and yeah, just it was just this journey that it, it, it just learned and made tons of mistakes, and I and I finally uh, actually said to myself like, what, where are we going with this with LKI? Like, where is it going? Like, I was almost running myself to the ground, making everything, and said, hang on, and I ended up getting some mentors around me from brands, and uh, ended up getting to catch up with uh, the founder of Penny Skateboards, uh, Ben Mackay, and, and I hassled him. I think I've said this a couple of podcasts, but I, I hassled him for about eight nine months for a coffee on email, and I think he just got sick of me and said, okay, I'll catch up with him for a coffee finally, and. Uh, that first meeting kind of just got. I left with a bit of a headache and was like, "Fuck, I've got to listen." Hey, I've I've got to I've got to listen to someone. I wasn't stubborn, but I think I just I don't know. I was young and and uh, went, you know, I'm going to listen. He's built an amazing brand that's very inspiring, and he grew up in Logan and he's built a brand to ton, you know, office in the U.S. They were in some of the biggest retailers all over the world. It was huge, you know, and and I just said, you know, I'm going to just I'm just going to have a I'm just going to listen and 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 what he's to say. And he was just asking me, "Why are you doing all this stuff?" and it just got me questioning it and I went, okay, well, it makes sense. And, and um, from there, I just started making slight changes and asking questions and then just started to meet other people. And um, I think it was about 2016 and then 2018. About 2016, we had LSKD on some product, 15, 16. We actually had it with the LKR logo and uh, it almost started to become two brands. We're like, hang on, what's going on here? What, we almost have two brands. What do we do? And we actually just asked our team here. You know, there's about 12 of us then. Uh, and we just asked our team, I said, what do you like? And uh, they said LSKD and then asked like some athletes and ambassadors, what do you like? And some of our community or customers and they all said LSKD and we're like, well, the, the LSKD logo is selling better than LKI. Let's listen to the customer and our, commu- and our team here and change it. So September 2018, we decided to change the entire business to LSKD and remove the LKI logo and said, let's abbreviate and change the word LSKD and develop product for our community and start to listen to our customer essentially what they want and get focus groups together and learn. And so it was really organic. I mean, we had the word live your lifestyle back then um, that was created. We you know, created the first hashtag live your lifestyle and uh, which was okay. I live your lifestyle. And, and then uh, Dilla, our, head, our design manager, created LSKD and Chase the Vibe. And, I, and everyone said, oh, we like Chase the Vibe better. And I'm like, oh, maybe I just need to 
haven't got the, I ain't got the knack for this, you know. The, the team, no, the team have got it. So I was like, all right, well, do you like chase the vibe or live your lifestyle better? And they were like, chase the vibe. I'm like, cool, let's go. I like it too. So it just became really organic, and um, we just said, you know what? But let's develop product that we aligns with the brand, and let's go back to our why we first started the brand. You know, it was like the Good Times Club. You know, we want to bring good vibes and create amazing product, and. Then we just started developing our sportswear and spending time on it, and it just kind of, kind of slowly grew and grew and grew quicker and quicker and quicker. And the snowball effect happened, and understood e-commerce, and you know our customer, and understood you know media buying, and understood building a brand. We had a brand, but we you know we had an amazing community, but we didn't know how to talk to them. So it was just understanding all the metrics around that, but also and, and how to build an e-commerce brand. But we'd already had this amazing community because we did so many offline events, we sponsored events, we had athletes, but it was just how do we speak to them you know we even went down to the point of we don't make stickers anymore we said we're not making stickers anymore you know no more stickers and we were the king of stickers anyone knows the brand from the early days we had stickers on every single car you know we do hundreds of thousands of stickers a year so it was a big deal for us to stop but it was like let's just do this slow and change it and um yeah so i think it's it's a crazy journey and lots of mistakes uh tons of mistakes and still to this day you know you, you, that's how you learn and have humility but uh yeah, I mean, it, it's very humbling to know what we've created because it's been years and years of learning and making the mistakes to get Ellis Kitty where it's at and, and the culture we want to build and our why around it with the mission. It's it's taken time and you know what we want to do for our team here. And, you know, we're, you know, over 30, you know, well, close to 50 with casuals now and it's growing very quickly. And, and, and But the appreciation for that hasn't changed. I mean, we chucked a photo in Slack today of the office in 2010 to say, wow, what a milestone team like 10 years ago. You know, we just moved in an office and now we're digging ground for this huge facility. It's like, wow, like, you know, we got to pinch ourselves of what we're creating together. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it could talk about this for hours, but, uh, you know, it's, it's in a short, sharp moment. It's been, it's been a long journey and we're, it feels like now it's, you know, we're two and a, two and a bit years into to LSKD and it's, it's, it's only early days, but the years of experience before, I think, is what's helped us to kind of shape of product development and production and an amazing community that's come along for the ride as well. So, yeah, it's really interesting yeah. the way that you tell it from inside because from the outside, you can obviously see the progression of the brand from Loose Kid to LKI to LSKD. And now where yeah. LSKD is, you've got such a strong brand. You go on the website, you go on your Insta, like the branding is schmick-like. But yeah, from what thanks. you're saying there, it's more than what you see on the outside. It's how you do product. It's your why. It's everything behind the brand that's important that will be on the scene on the outside. Yeah, it's hard to explain that too, you know, where we're really learning how we can do more of that and talk to our community. I mean, um, because there is, there's so much work that goes into the, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, my office, I don't have an office actually, my desk sits in with product and marketing and, you know, we're constantly working on product. You know, we're working up until January next year. So at the moment, you know, we work so far in advance and we're just so product focused on making sure it's perfect. And if it's not right, you know, we, we recently didn't release any new tights for four months because we weren't happy with it. So we literally haven't released any new innovation that we were supposed to because we wanted to make sure it was perfect for the customer and, you know, for them, you know. So Are you able to say what what went wrong there? Uh, so we, we weren't happy with the fabric and the feel of the fabric. You know, it wasn't our buttery soft fabric and, uh, it, it, you know, there was a couple of things we learned there um, which we fixed. But, you know, it takes time to make those changes. And, um, you know, so we didn't release anything for four months in that, in that space, which is our fastest. It's such a powerful side for our brand and, and community. So, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it was hard. But at the same time, it's like 
for the customer, it's more important. You know, we yeah. want to get it right. It's not about a quick sale. It's about getting it right for them. It takes discipline to make those decisions, right? Yeah, and and, and I don't think there's any, uh, as you said before, a lot of brands share. I don't think there's any brand that ever goes through, you know, production issues. You know, you always got something going on and, and you've got to, got to have that humility to listen to your customer when something goes wrong and understand why because they might have an idea that you didn't realize that you could have minimized that mistake that's happened and it happens to the best of them you know it's it's mm. everyone's human it happens so we've likely got a lot of listeners and founders who are considering a rebrand you know coming out of 2020 yeah. covid going okay cool we're on the upwards we've got to kind of do it before everything goes too crazy what mm-hmm. advice would you give them before pulling the trigger on a total rebrand Oh, look, we did it differently. You know, some people throw a huge party and these big events. We just did it and didn't really tell anyone. Like we just did it. The day the website changed to LKI brand at lskd.co. And for us, we did it differently. We did it long and slow. And essentially it was like, let's just slowly transition. And we didn't, back then we didn't have the budgets to just change all that swing swing tag still had okay on it for maybe five six months after right <laughs> it was uh but product had lskd on it but it was still the okay logo on the back of the swing tag so it was a slow transition for us but if i could give any advice to anyone doing a rebrand i think the reason for our rebrand was we wanted to you know it was a ton of books i listened to and i was actually like i want to have a purpose like as in i felt that we could have an amazing sportswear streetwear brand but have a really strong mission that inspired people. So for me, it was a little bit different. I was like, I want to do this from the bottom up. And for us, we came from action sports and I wanted to change the perception of action sports at the same time. And I appreciate the kind of words about the strong branding, you know, and we're constantly trying to make sure we really keep improving our channels and always trying to challenge ourselves there. But back then we were putting a lot of photos of bikes on there and different things. And it was like, hang on, that that's not what they wear. So we went through this whole learning period as well of going to the channel. We sponsor professional BMXs like Logan Martin, who's going to the Olympics this year, but he doesn't have a sticker on his helmet. He, he, he wears our clothes when he chases the vibe. He's training in the gym or he's training. He doesn't wear it when he, he doesn't have to wear it when he competes. It's fine. He can, we perform his product, but it's like he might have to wear his bike brand. That's okay. Like we want it when you're every day in your life training practicing hanging with the fans so for us our our rebrand had a strong why behind it and we listened to our customer as well right so it was a couple of things we listened to our customer we had a why we wanted to create a a, a more of a mission and the mission has really evolved over the two-year period like we didn't know it overnight we kind of really tweaked it and learned and asked questions and then i suppose the next thing was was we just did it slowly you know we didn't Mm. we didn't throw a huge event because we didn't know how to essentially we're like let's just do it and let talk to our community and just slowly change it. We, wasn't, it was, we weren't like, let's throw this huge big party and, you know, or like a big event. We'll just, mm. we'll just do it our way. So I think anyone that's trying to do a rebrand, you can do it in your way. You know, there's no rules. Do it how you think feels best for you and your brand and your community and ask them what they want to see. Yeah. You know, you don't need to uh, follow what everyone else does. Uh, you can do it your way. So we, we were completely opposite of how probably everyone would do it. But it's worked for us and, and we're, you know, stoked with it. And I, and I think the community actually notices it now more than ever because like, oh, that's oh that's actually okay. Oh, oh, my God, I love what you guys have done. And you're like, yeah, thanks. Like, it's been a crazy journey. Yeah. Like, oh, we love that. They're really, you know, they're really like, they love knowing about it now more and more. They want to know the story where back when we changed, they probably didn't care. But now they've seen it going, wow, this is really cool what you guys have done. We're like, thanks. You know, it just took us time. Yeah. You know, it's it's what, what you do now matters in two years' time. You know, it's yeah. that slow 
everything you do just it, it takes time you know it doesn't happen overnight i've always learned you yeah. want it to but it doesn't <laughs> and i love that story around the chase the vibe where your designer came up with it you just asked the team it was like does this feel right and yeah and because you've lived it so long like you have a good great gut feel like you probably don't need consultants upon consultants and slide decks over slide decks on what feels right to you like you kind of know what works if you've been in it for so long yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you, you think you do, and, and uh, it's kind of like you just need to dig deep into your memory box of what you did growing up and what you were passionate about. If that's what the brand is revolves around, that yeah. and I, you know, we, you know, my our design manager Dill was one of our second team members. He actually left for eighteen months and came back. It was a bit of a dick <laughs> coming up with job site, learning to grow a brand with the team, and I had to go through my own personal development journey of learning how to manage a team too because I'd never done that before either. So that also played a big part of it, but. You know, Dylan used to race motocross. He's big into fitness. He's just an amazing designer. And, you know, we have an amazing design and production team. But he was, a, you know, a massive help in making that shift and kind of see, he kind of dug into my brain because he grew up doing a similar thing. So it just, you know, and he came straight out of uni and he wanted to, he, like, he already wore the brand because he rode bikes. It was like, oh, cool. You want some work experience? Yeah. Like it was just very organic, you know? Yeah, and cool. You start to read a lot of these books of, you know, I mean, if you read the Lululemon story or Nike story, very inspirational stories, a lot of it happened authentically. Mm-hmm. You know, Nike was a story because he loved to run, you know, and it's like they just were runners and they didn't, they wanted to make a shoe to run in. It didn't, you know, and I think that's really inspiring that you can be yourself and create something and find that there's a community of people that feel the same way around that. And it's not about you. It's about the brand and what you create and that feeling you give your community, I feel like, is what's special about it. So, yeah. And it feels really present now to what we're doing and it's like it makes sense, but it took us 10 plus years to figure it out too. So, so good. Speaking about community, you've got incredible network of athletes and adventure people and I'm, you can tell I'm so far out of the, the category, right? Um, <laughs> but you've got an incredible community there yeah. who are creating content and endorsing you. How do you go about creating those relationships? Um, I mean, just being authentic yeah. is a big part. I mean, we got an amazing team here that run that site, that division, and Tegan does an amazing job with the team. And I work close with her every day. But, yeah, I think it's being authentic. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to work with a lot of athletes growing up and a lot of professional motocross athletes. I got to travel to America for a couple of weeks of the year. Every, You know, I only just chatting to the team about the other day. It became apparent. Was, I used to go to America for every year for three years traveling with Matt Moss, who was a professional motocrosser riding at the Supercross. So I'd go to the first two rounds uh, of the year and didn't realize those learnings helped me deal with athletes or, you know, deal with different, you know, they say influences in that space. But, uh, you know, I didn't realize it was just, it's just a, it's a relationship thing. I think, you know, it, it is, it's, you've got to have a genuine connection and, you know, and we've just built such an amazing connection and our team does as well, you know, through creators and athletes and, you know, our partnerships. And yeah, I think it's just happened really authentically. We yeah. haven't forced it. And for us, if, you know, we want to work with an amazing, I suppose, you know, if, if it's you want to, you know, an influencer uh, or, you know, an athlete, creator, ambassador, you know, we we got to make sure the synergies align. And if they believe in our mission as well as we love what they're doing as a brand, then I feel like it just it just happens organically. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need to be forced upon. And we got an amazing team of, you know, team. They've been, they're so amazing. The content they're creating and the sharing around the world is phenomenal. That's what I was about to say in terms of it's one thing to have people that align with your mission and your brand. How do you then make sure that the content they create 
or get for you aligns to your brand as well? Because I can assume that not all motocross riders are great photographers as well. Yeah, look, and I mean, when I when I talk about motocross a bit, we don't we that that was a lot of when I was growing up. Yeah. Now we have a lot of athletes, but athletes don't just sort of well, it's athletes. Well, we have we have you know professional Paralympians, track runners. Do you know that wear the brand and create content? So it's different broad of athletes, but. It's however they do when they're not, you know, it's different from a motocross. I mean, we have professional from a, if we looked at a motocross perspective of professional motor, where's the brand, but he, he, he doesn't post, uh, content riding in LSKD. He, he, it's when he's not on the bike and he's actually, you know, creating content wearing the brand itself, whether it's hiking in the off season, et cetera. So from a creator perspective, it, it is tough, you know, but we try and let them be themselves of what their community loves from them. Mm. And we all, if we're, if we're trying to find someone, we find something that aligns to, we go, oh, wow, they align perfectly and, you know, even try and get on a phone call and have a chat with them. So yeah, look, it, it's different. We know we don't, we actually don't sponsor a lot of motocrosses so much anymore. We have some professional motocross athletes that wear the brand. Yeah, they can't because it's, we don't make gear with, you know, sportswear and sh- street products. But, uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it, you know, you want them to be themselves. You don't want to make them create something that's not them either. I, I feel like someone might be looking something just for a Facebook ad. Well, if you want that for a Facebook ad, go and create it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go and create the content yourself if you, you know, and, and, and get an amazing photographer and your team out and go shoot some content. I mean, we do, we, we got a campaign shoot tonight, uh, from six till 8 p.m. We built a massive set and, you know, for our new puffer jacket shoot and, you know, the team worked on the weekend to build this huge set that we're shooting in and creating rain and snow and for their new DWR, you know, water repellent jackets that are, you know, they're made from uh, recycled, uh, outer bodies made from recycled poly. And, you know, it's exciting, you know, we're doing that, but we're going and creating content ourselves and then we'll do chase the vibe content with that of how you can awesome. wear it every day out there. So, you know, you also got to, you know, focus on your own content that might resonate with the community as well. And, it, and it's a big job, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it takes a lot of time to create content. Especially trying to create snow in Brisbane. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Snow's a little while away. I mean, the New Zealand borders have opened up very soon. I'm super excited to hit the snow this year and snowboard. But um, yeah, no, no, find a snow machine. I think the team are on it. It's uh, I'm excited to watch it tonight. Actually, I'm going. So they're uh, they're on point. It should be a cool campaign. Trapeka is an Australian nutrition brand born on Shopify back in 2016, such a long, long time ago. Four years later, volumes have increased, B2B has become a priority, and it was time to scale. This meant a transition from Shopify to Shopify Plus, and what a transition it was with the addition of personalized discounts, cart optimizations, and a custom checkout. Trapeka were able to increase their average order value from $89 to $94 across 15,000 orders per month. That is a sign of a very healthy partnership. To read more of Trapeka's story and see other case studies, visit the customer section on shopify.com.au forward slash plus. You mentioned before about your shift from wholesale to direct to consumer. Yeah. Was there a particular moment or situation where you went, that's it, we've got to go? Oh, yeah, look, we, we started getting, um, we started getting some of our majors cutting back orders because, you know, a lot of majors have their own brands in house. So we started getting majors cutting back their orders and we started to notice a shift where they were, had their own brands of similar product. So, but a cheaper price. And we worked so hard to build a community and a brand and stand for something that it costs more where they're 
to do, you know? So yeah, we noticed that happening. And then obviously I was, I was always I'm trying to understand e-commerce. I, I've, you know, look up to a lot of brands all around the world that have built amazing e-commerce businesses. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners do as well. And I was in the same boat. I was like, how are they doing this? Like, what are they doing? And I honestly just started researching and trying to talk to different people and understand the whole model and understand it. But it was, it was a shift. And I, and I, and I had an amazing CFO join us a day a week, Matt Geldard, um, in uh, August 2018 to come and help and really help teach me a lot of the financial side as well and plan financial forecasting, which is a massive thing. You know, for any founder, you know, I understood margin and understood it all, but I didn't understand sometimes that next level of planning because you're so focused building something you love. You've got to have all the sides of the metrics to understand. So that was a part of understanding the metrics and what was happening there and seeing the decline a lot more and going, it's getting harder and harder. And and in that wholesale world, e-commerce is coming How? And the pie is big. There's a big community out there. You don't have to be, you don't have to try and sell to everyone, right? You need to have your own community and focus on that. So yeah, it was a big shift in learning. I mean, we were, okay, I didn't, you know, wasn't, it, it wasn't like booming. It was getting harder with wholesale, pre-book indenting. If anyone's listening knows about indenting, you would design 13 months in advance. You'd be on the road selling six months out. You would pre-forecast what you would sell. And then you would understand your numbers and you would then order based on that. And then you would order your e-com stock. It's a completely different model where e-commerce is you can you can order whatever you want, essentially, if you have the minimal quantities or you can do hype drops. And we do a lot of hype drops with limited runs that you know might only be 100 units and sell out. So it's like it's not everything is bulk units. It's like, you, you know, if, if your supplier can look after you, you can you can do little hype drops, which means it's not not everyone can get it, which you want to do and create that really cool hype piece that – creates that word of mouth marketing that you know people would love it but it's like no we you know we don't want to give everything you know you you don't want to make you know just keep making it right so yeah it was a big shift and i look i'm I'm not going to say i remember it all because it's been a blur the last couple of years but um it was just just something inside and we started to understand what was possible in e-commerce and and globally in e-commerce, right, you could build a global brand uh, through an e-commerce store where it was easier to ship direct from your warehouse in Australia, you know, in a three to five days with DHL than, uh, than you would have to with trying to find a retailer and then sell to them and somehow get the order to them and they want all these big discounts and you're like, oh, man, this is hard, you know, so, and then they don't want to pay you. So it made it a little bit more apparent to go, okay, well, we want to learn it and we want to be a, an amazing e-commerce brand and and how do we do that? So we're just asking a lot of questions and literally listening to pod. I listen to so many podcasts of founders. I would, you know, same thing. I'm getting to, I'm so stoked I get to share my story, but I was the same. I was listening to how I built this with Guy Raz and I was just on every episode, you know, CFO and I would just share episodes and share books and, you know, we share books in house in book club. Now we're just constantly learning, you know, there's so much to learn out there of how to improve every day. So, so good. Yeah. But we just wanted to plan that world. And, 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 and I think wanted to plan the world to control our brand message as yeah. in, you know, make sure we kept our brand message of stay true to our brand message. I think that was one of the big reasons too, where sometimes in a retailer, you can't control it because they can merge it however they want. You can't control that. Sometimes when you're a smaller brand, you can't, you're not the, the big four sport, five sportswear brands. So you have to be able to control it in your way. What e-commerce allows you to have self-expression and control your brand message for your, and speak to your community directly. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. No, it does. (laughs) It totally makes sense. And, um, I love I love your focus on continued learning and not knowing all the answers and asking people for help as you talked about with your mentorship as well. 
One thing, yeah. I, I've got a list of questions here, and we've gone yeah. through a tiny amount of them, and we've got to wrap well, I'll up. I'll try and talk to you. I'll try and uh, no, shorter, ev- everything's so. No, everything's great. Everything's perfect. It's my job, actually, to keep us on track, um, and I'm not very good <laughs> at it. Um, the question that I want to ask before you go, and it's a little bit off topic to where we've been, is I saw last year that you yeah. had successfully done a drone delivery in oh, Brisbane. Yes. How was yeah. that? Yeah, it was pretty epic. I mean, there's actually a company that's uh, it's actually owned by Google, um, started at Wing Drone Delivery. So we partnered with a company that started. I mean, they're only they're in Canberra and they're in Logan, actually, funny enough. So it just so happened they're in our hometown, which worked perfect. But um, it's early days for them. So it's really exciting. I mean, once it starts to open up, we're hoping we can get one at our warehouse so we can drone delivery from our office. And that's going to, it's going to be the future. You know, and we wanted to get on there on board very early which we're really excited to be the first kind of sportswear brand on there uh, with them partnering. And I think for us, it's it, knowing where it's going to be in five years' time is we'll have drones at our office and be able to deliver, you know, probably 40, 50 kilometers away from our office, which is super cool, you know. And, and um, so, you know, yeah, it was cool. We got a bunch of media around it, which is really exciting. And the drones are so rad. They kind of drop down, like uh, like wire drops down and drops the package off. You can only ship up to, I think, about 1.5 kilos. So you ca- couldn't actually put like a big jacket in there. Um, but man, they're delivering coffees and uh, and things like that as well via drones. So they're, they're getting very technical with it and what's possible. So we, yeah, we're stoked. It's kind of exciting where it's going to go in the next five years. So cool. Was there anything, any surprising or unexpected observations from that? Well, I haven't got it yet because I wasn't in the area. Uh, so I couldn't get delivered. So they only were delivering to two locations within gotcha. um, within the area. So I couldn't get it. Don't worry, I tried. I was like, come on. It's, uh, it'd be nice to get something delivered. Uh, a coffee to the office would be great. So, but I don't think it'll be far away. I think it, it's more the, the they're going to map the sky out. So there's a little bit of work to be done. Map gonna be, the sky out. What do you mean well, by that? I think, uh, look, I don't know how it all works, <laughs> but obviously you've got planes flying and, and different things happening. So you've got to get approvals to fly big drones in uh, areas and. I, it's a little bit over, you know, I'm not in the detail of it too much, but I know there's a fair bit of work to do it. But, it, you know, they're early days and I know, and the company is actually, I'm pretty sure, a subsidiary of Google. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a long-term play for those guys, you know. It's, um, it's, it's going to be exciting. So good. Jason, I know you've got to go. So um, oh, I really can, appreciate it. keep going if you want, but, yeah, it's all no. good. Well, um, I would love to, but I can't. I know that you've got a phone call after this. You're so generous to keep going, but you've got to be <laughs> on the phone right. to China. Um, but thank you so much for everything that you've shared. It's just really cool. And I love, love hearing about your plans for um, your own brand and what you're building there in Logan and um, just connecting with your customers. It's really great. Yeah, thanks, Nath. I really appreciate the time. It's, uh, it is awesome to share the story and where the brand's headed. Awesome. So if people hear this and they want to get in touch with you or the team, what's the best way to do that? So our company channels at LSKD. I mean, my personal's uh, Jason Daniel underscore underscore. The entire just the name was taken, so that's mine. But yeah, reach out. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I try to re- I respond pretty much as much as I can um, as in within the week. But yeah, I'd love to. Any feedback or questions, always open to learn. So and so is the team. So yeah, those are the channels. You're a legend. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. So LSKD wasn't always LSKD. It started as Loose Kid, went to LKI, and then evolved into LSKD. And I loved Jason's advice when it came to branding and rebranding. Jason is really clear that when you start a new brand, you need to start with your mission or your why. 
rather than a logo, a colour or a design. For him and the team, LSKD started with Chase the Vibe. More than a new slogan, it meant new product, new distribution models and potentially new target customers. On top of this, I loved that his advice was to listen to your gut when taking a new approach and to let it all roll out organically rather than one big bang approach. There's plenty in there if you are considering rebranding. But as Jason said, there's no rules. Do it your way. To finish up, I have three resources for you. Firstly, if you're a first-time listener of Add to Cart and you want to stay up to date with new episodes, head over to addtocart.com.au and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. We'll let you know every time a new episode drops as well as giving you my three takeaways from each episode and a link to the transcripts so you can know that this is an episode that you want to dive straight into. Secondly, if you want a weekly roundup of the best e-commerce case studies, tools, and research, sign up to the High Five Friday newsletter, which is delivered to inboxes at 8 a.m. every Friday morning. I read all the e-commerce news and send you the bits that I think you can take action from. Sign up at 12high12high.com.au forward slash high five. And the last thing, if you are looking to explore your next e-commerce opportunity, head over to esuitetalent.com.au. We are a dedicated e-commerce talent agency connecting the best e-commerce talent with the fastest growing brands. Check it out, sign up to the email and get in touch with me if you want to discuss your next move. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep those customers adding to cart.